Hello friends, a big warm welcome to Appetite for Living. Thank you so much for being here. I'd like to begin by acknowledging and paying my respects to the traditional custodians and elders past, present and future of the land on which I'm writing to you from, the Yugara and Turbal peoples. I pay my deepest respects to the ancestral spirits, waterways and lands of Mianjin where I live, work and play. I recognise and am deeply grateful for their continuing connection to land, sea, culture and community and for the custodial role they take. Well, um, it's been 12 months since the idea of a regular newsletter landed in my lap. So much has changed and yet here we all are and here I am staring down at the same blank page. The past couple of years have felt a lot like that. We continue to be asked to loosen our grip and adapt it's been another year of trusting, letting go of timetables and surrendering to the innate timing of things beyond our control. I don't know about you, but I feel like I'm coming to the close of another year without much on the outside to show for all of the work that's been going on below the surface. As the pandemic continues to roll in and out from our shores at different times and in different ways, it can really feel as if we're stuck in an endless winter. Most of my writing work is, was also underground this year, below the surface of the page. Writing, whether it's above or below ground, helps me make sense of the world. It's one of the ways I ask the questions that I know I have but can't quite articulate yet. The act of writing itself, and poetry in particular, helps me move in the direction of the answer. I've been writing my way with a torch and a shovel and with a spoon at times this year, but I finally feel like I'm tunnelling my way to the surface again. I wonder how you're feeling as the calendar year comes to a close. Does your above ground life reflect what's been happening below the surface? The idea for this conversation with you came to me like a poem often does, seemingly out of nowhere with that familiar fizzing quality that I've learned to take good notice of. Every time I think I've been close to writing it, life intervened or it didn't feel quite right. I noticed how much I wanted to rush things, to pin it down, give it a shape, a form and a time frame. And I noticed all of the feelings of frustration, disappointment and shame that accompanied not having done it yet. I haven't worked everything out and I still don't really know where this is going. But what I do know is that it needs to be given the space to unfold. I also recently realised that it wants to be both spoken and written. Somehow this way it feels more like a conversation and less like a dispatch. There will also be a written transcript, including poems from me and others, podcasts, books and other resources that feel like they're related or have inspired me somehow. So after what felt like an eternity, hoping, planning, contingency planning and then surrendering to the gods, here I am, back in my hometown, 25 years after I left and back at the page, almost 12 months after I hoped to be writing this. And yet now feels like the perfect time for both. I have washed up on distant yet familiar shores, ready to begin again. So it's summer here in Australia, and in Queensland where I live, it's very warm and increasingly humid. I remember how wild and pungent it smelled that first day out of hotel quarantine. I've lost the scent of it now, though, somehow, and I can't quite make out the fragrant layers. I'm not even sure if I notice it much at all anymore. How quickly we humans acclimatise, adapt and forget. Coming back home here feels like coming full circle and to a crossroads all at once, like discovering a new city and still being able to follow my nose. There are new highways, but if I want to, I can still take the old roads with a few inevitable wrong turns along the way. I can't help but think about these lines from the poet written by the poet T.S. Eliot. We shall not cease from exploration 
and the end of all of our exploring will be to arrive where we started and know the place for the first time. So it's been a time of reunions and fresh starts and in amongst the euphoria, I'm also pondering where I might be now if I'd not strayed so far from the path, what my career and home would look and feel like and not to mention my bank balance. I've been thinking a lot about the detours too, especially the ones that took me further as to feel, the wild experiments infused with both liberation and failure. The ones that might be quietly suggested that you remove from your CV of your life because they confuse the narrative. When I lose myself though, I look here to those often spontaneous and sometimes wobbly attempts at exploring the edges of what's possible. And there I am in full technicolor, the light, the dark and everything in between. I felt the same tingly impulse when I made those decisions as I did when the idea for this letter popped into my head. It's the same feeling I felt when I met my husband and when I decided to drive down a road I didn't know and would end up living on five years later. The feeling comes from somewhere much deeper and feels much less desperate than a craving. It says to me, this is important, pay attention. When I move from that place, there I am time and time again. And the older I get, the more I understand that these moments are evidence of a much deeper undercurrent that flows below the surface of my everyday life. A story arc with a timelessness and a purpose I can't fully understand, flowing towards the sea, regardless of hindrance. This life continues to be a wild ride, and it's up to each of us to decide whether we're going to keep our eyes open or shut, to bear witness to the suffering and the joy. The American poet Jane Hirschfeld, in a recent interview with Christopher Tippett for On Being, the On Being podcast, said, it's my nature to question, to look at the opposite side, I believe that the best writing does this. It tells us that where there is sorrow, there will be joy. Where there is joy, there will be sorrow. Acknowledging the fullness of things is our human task. To know what we can suffer through and know what we can change. Writing helps me to not turn away, to find the beauty in amongst the mud and to follow the nudges. I think this is what I mean by appetite for living. It's taken a year to be able to begin to articulate this and it's still unfolding. Tingly nudges need to be trusted to unfold in their own time. We can force and rush and try to wrangle them into where we think they need to go, bulldoze a motorway that makes for the most efficient route, or we can decide to pause for a moment and ask, where do we want to go? With the help of this letter, I hope to write my way through life's landscape in a way that gives me as many tingly moments as possible. I'd love this to be more than a one-way communique and more of an invitation to start a conversation with ourselves, each other, and the world around us. Speaking this in my own voice feels somehow more alive too. I hope there is something here that you can tuck into your pocket for your onward journey, and as always, leave what doesn't fizz behind. Wherever and however this finds you, and whatever this season means to you, may you feel loved and supported. Whether you're spiralling into your longest night or out to your longest day, may you feel the peace of that moment. I'd like to sign off with a poem and I wrote it last week and it feels like um, it's, it's my way of trying to explain what it feels like to be on the trail of something important and elusive. And it's called Poem Hunter. I close my eyes, hoping to find you there, a whiff of treasure on a blank ocean. Compass in hand, with barely a hint of you, I plot a course. Then in a splash, there you are. I scramble for my net and you're gone, not lost, just swallowed by the sea traveling unseen until I catch a glimpse again, finally arriving at that distant shore only to discover the mere ghost of you. 
So I journey on, steering by starlight, knowing there are infinite ways to navigate God. Go well, friends. And as always, with much love from me, Amanda.